0: The name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Palm Sunday is, is uh, always such an interesting service to me. In some ways, I, I, I'm, I've said this before, but I, and I'll probably say it every year that you have to put up with me. Um, but it's I come. I come. You uh, think on one hand we we have this this great celebration of of waving palm branches, and procession, and uh, all glory, law, and honor, and Hosanna. Uh, blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna, we, and we swing them, and then we just skip ahead um, right to Good Friday, and, and I don't know if there's a liturgical rationale other than you can't, if you only come on Sunday, we don't want you missing Good Friday and coming straight to, straight from Palm Sunday to Easter without going through Good Friday, or, or there's, there's the other just reality that's, that's underneath that as well, which is we, we proclaim Jesus as, as the king who's come, um, and then five days later say, Hail, King of the Jews! and beat him, and mock him, and cry out, crucify him. And there's certainly something about, about that, that that fits with this day as well. And so I'm always a little conflicted, but since this year we're doing it that way, we'll preach that way, um, of, of, of just human nature. Right? I mean, in some ways, this the reading from Matthew probably probably captures it better than any of the other Gospels because we get this sense of Judas all through this passage. And Judas, in many ways, just represents everybody, represents all of us um, today, it certainly represents the crowd, the crowd who, who cried out, um, Hosanna, save us. And wave branches of palms, which are signs of victory. Save us. Yes, the king has come into Jerusalem. Now we will be set free. Now we will be um, rescued from Rome. Now the revolution is beginning. Yes, save us. And uh, tomorrow, on Monday... Jesus goes into the temple and overturns the tables, basically saying the temple is not um, the place of where God is going to reside anymore, which is confusing. And so then people begin to ask, where did you get this authority? There's all sorts of little back and forth on Tuesday. We have the Last Supper on, on Thursday. And in that time, Judas is... is you know, conflicted, right, is how come, how come the revolution isn't beginning? And I think more than, more than just um, betraying Jesus, although he certainly betrayed Jesus by not listening and opening his heart and mind, I think he, I think he thought, I'm going to move this revolution along a little bit. This isn't quite going the way that I want it. And so if he gets arrested, then things will start. Like he'll have no choice but to get things going, this revolution, to get moving. And we see as soon as that that Jesus condemned, Judas regrets everything. And this is not what I thought was going to be. And ends up giving the money back, throwing the money back, killing himself, all the rest. Um, but in many ways, this is the same exact thing that the crowds are doing, right? The crowds are are shouting, Hosanna, um, shouting for Jesus to be a revolutionary, shouting for Jesus to save them, crying out for Jesus to come and to deliver them, and when it doesn't happen in the way that they expect, turn. And they say, you want to be a revolutionary? Or we thought you are a revolutionary? You're going to be a revolutionary. You're going to be killed like a revolutionary. Because even Pilate in this, in this passage where he says, when they say crucify him, Pilate says, why? What, what charge is against him? And it isn't, it isn't why what charge is against him as if like he cares a whole lot right cuz he doesn't care a whole lot or at all but but crucifixion is reserved for people that aren't even people right this is this is it's it's humiliation it's shame it's public on the hillside that everyone who passes by can 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 get to deride and, and mock and jeer, and it's reserved for the revolutionaries. It's reserved for the lowest of the low. This is not a white-collar criminal punishment, right? It's not even a punishment for people who are just normal in the community. In fact, the law, of course, is that Roman citizens can't even be crucified because, at the very least, they're Roman citizens, and so they are people, and people can't be killed, only things that aren't people, like those who are crucified. And this is really what, what, we're, what we're talking about. And, and such is the anger and, I guess, the feeling of betrayal of the crowd of Jerusalem that they'd say, "This person got our hopes up so much." He's not even a person. Just do away with it. Hail, King of the Jews. And it's and it's trouble. One of, one, of, one of the prisoners at the at the 8 service said he he didn't think he'd ever actually read the passion narrative. He goes, that was a little disappointing. Disturbing, a little uncomfortable. It is a little uncomfortable, right? It should be a little uncomfortable to shout out with the crowds crucifying. But if we're honest, this is this is who we are. More often than we want to admit. We're like Peter, who denied Jesus three times before the crock crows. We're like Judas, who betrays our trust and faith. We're like the crowds who cry out, Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. On one hand, but when things don't go our way, are happy to cry, crucify him. Jesus, I pray to you, but I wanted you to answer the prayer this way, and I don't know why you're answering it this way. Obviously, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and so how do we rectify or reconcile with that reality? The good news is, of course, that through the cross and in Jesus going, um, shedding his blood for the sins of the whole world and giving himself up as an innocent victim for all and opening to the way of everlasting life and forgiveness. We don't have to worry about it too much. The way of a God who continues to forgive, a God who, for better or for worse, understands the 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 crowd. I remember the first words that Jesus says it's not in this not in this gospel the first words that Jesus says are Father forgive them for they know not what they're doing. This is the God that we have and it is indeed a God that we can claim victory in. A God that Even when we fail, even when we falter, we can return to. But more than that, we have have this this strange reality of of Jesus as King. The irony of Jesus being hailed King of the Jews truly is enthroned on the cross, truly becomes King of, of this new world by. Rejecting the powers that be and rejecting the strife of the world and rejecting pushing down and beating down the downtrodden and rejecting those who would continue to persecute the low and the broken the poor and instead brings forth a new world a new kingdom as Jesus says to Pilate in John's Gospel, "My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, you wouldn't be able; you'd have no power anyway. Like, so it doesn't matter, right? The joy for this that we've we preached and proclaimed in other places, we too can become kings. This type of king." Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. If anyone wants to be my disciple, take up your cross and follow me. If we too are crucified, literally or more importantly now, just metaphorically, if we give ourselves to, to suffering, if we give ourselves to serving the least, if we give ourselves to having servant hearts and opening ourselves to the way of Jesus, we too are kings. Kings not in a revolutionary aspect of overthrowing the powers that be, but in a true revolutionary aspect of bringing forth God's grace and glory to a broken, hurting world. For Jesus is a king who's more than willing to share his throne, more than willing to step aside and allow all of us to reign, all of us to bring joy and grace and and wonder into places of suffering and brokenness and pain. This is this brutal reality of, of Palm Sunday which five short days moves into good friday we see the ways in which revolution true revolution takes place that we need to be open to the realities that that oftentimes what god is planning may not always be what we are planning that we may make we might need to mold ourselves to the wonders and glories of God's kingdom, to the glory and wonder of God's plan, even if that plan leads to suffering, pain, and death.